Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Rendezvous Podcast. And I am your host, Ariana Shears. Welcome. This particular podcast is a powerful one. As you can see by the title, it is called Open Your Mouth. (laughs) And what I like to do on the Rendezvous podcast is to provide a bridge between faith and destiny. And so this is where faith meets destiny. And our conversation is going to not only assist with that bridge, but bring some light to some tough issues that we may experience every day. And the key to today's episode is boldness okay b-o-l-d bold if that is not you this may very well be an episode that you really want to tune into and kind of ask yourself what can you do to be more bold what are some things that you wish you were more bold about in your life and kind of get a better understanding of what it means to be bold so I very much encourage you to get to know the guest today get to know none other than Martinez Billingsley welcome thank you thank you man (laughs) for having me on guys Martinez is the best okay not only is he a podcast host himself of Macchiato's music in the scriptures which you can also find everywhere you can find it on stitcher you can find it on iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts. which if you go there please subscribe and review and you can also find on spotify everywhere 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 you listen to podcasts also you can find him on instagram you are at do you prefer the mms media 314 or in bills 314 uh both so it's both personal page is at mbills314 and the uh, company page is mms.media at mms.media yes so tell them what the company is what is mms media spoiler alert Uh (laughs) mms media is a podcasting uh, faith based podcasting company that I launched November 1st of 2020 so we are coming upon our one year anniversary Yay! Yes, Happy early upon, birthday! Thank you, thank You're you, welcome. thank you. So yeah, so we're coming upon our one year anniversary. So we specialize in audio. We help people to create podcasts, and we help with production. We help with editing. We help with marketing. Um, and even if someone um, has a podcast already established, we kind of help you perfect the sound. So our our niche is really in in, in audio quality. And just want just want to groom people to be good podcasters. So that's Boom. what I want to do. Like me. Because if you don't know my story, if you haven't listened to other episodes, I used to host a podcast, the Agape Love Show. And myself and my former co-host never hosted a podcast before. You can still go back and listen to some of those episodes of the Agape Love Show, a dialogue amongst friends. And you can clearly tell the difference in the wow. quality of uh, the content was still nice and juicy but overall if you have a clear sounding message you're more likely to continue to tune in so it was a no-brainer when I learned that um, my friend and sister in the faith Sarah Rosina who is also a part of the podcast network she is co-host of 
uh, What's Your Take Media, which I have also been a guest on as well. And she started, like he said, she already had What's Your Take, but then transitioned to MMS Media and has taken off. Yes. So this we're two beautiful stories of how <laughs> you can come and flourish and grow and how it really is like it vital for you to have a team because I know nothing about audio nothing God gets all the glory all of it all okay of so I'm excited about this topic let's do it open your mouth what were your thoughts when you heard when you <laughs> saw the title open your mouth yeah um, well of course when you initially hear it you think about you know you know speaking words and the power of words and the power that God has given us in our voice and in our words so that was the first thing that came to mind boop already good it hit me with it yeah so i had several different ways of going with this uh-huh. um but boldness being the first because as i dive into your podcast you have episodes that are there's no question on what you believe at all. And one of the series that I'm still in the middle of is Racism in the Church. Okay. There's six parts. Yes. And it's funny because in Racism Part 1, you were like, we'll have like, you know, four, three or four of these. <laughs> and then it ended up being six. So yeah. I'm listening to it like, oh, yeah, this definitely got after you because yeah. it, it was more than four. It's a lot. How, how important was it for you when you began Macchiato's music in the scriptures five years ago? Yes, yeah, five years ago. Uh, yeah, almost six. Almost six. Yes. yes, when you began, almost six years ago, how important was it to be bold in what you were professing over the airwaves? Um, it was very important. Um, I just know as a believer, it's important for us to, you know, well, first the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion, and so I just know that with all that's going on in the world, it's important for us to use our voice as believers to. Um, spread the gospel number one and also be an example because yeah. believe it or not uh, us being a part of the church um, we're supposed to be the examples we're supposed to be the ones that the world looks at and say okay so how are we supposed to act what are we supposed to do yes. you know what I'm saying so they're supposed to look to us for the examples because we're the ones that's supposed to be displaying the love of Christ the mind of Christ and so forth and so um I wanted to create a podcast basically that will get people understanding of scripture uh, that will be taught on a very comprehensive level mm-hmm. uh, in a laid back manner, which that's how my personality is. And also with just some, you know, music uh, under my voice because I have a, r- a radio background. So nice. in the radio world, that's called a music bed. So you put a music oh. bed under your voice and you talk and it just makes it for good conversation. So a lot of millennials end up responding to my podcast because... Like I said, I deal with a lot of different current events. I deal with a lot of topics. There's nothing that I won't teach right. on, so I'm not really uh, shy of teaching on certain. Now, I want to teach it right, so certain things <laughs> I will wait, you know, yeah. until I get more revelation and understanding on it. But, but yeah, so but it takes uh, a lot of boldness to um, preach the gospel, number one, because you can't really get caught up in um, not wanting to offend people. Uh, facts. You know, so... Yeah, because yeah, you mentioned very early on in one of your episodes, you mentioned um, the scripture, let God be true and every man be a liar. Yeah, that's how I ended. Yes. And I remember hearing that 
And I was like, man, it's that's such a testament to how the course of your podcast has been. You even mentioned, and it's so freeing too, because there's a couple of points that you mentioned that we may bring up mm-hmm. um, in this episode where you're straight out calling stuff out. If uh-huh. you do this, this is not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is not God. And I have over 100 episodes, so you're going to have to remind me of some things. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been doing this since, what, 2015? December 31st, 2015. So yep. that was New Year's Eve, 2015. Yes. So yeah, I've been um, doing it that long. I think that particular episode, now I got to think about it because I was listening to a lot of your episodes mm-hmm. and I crammed a lot of them into um, like my time at work recently because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want to I wanna get a full comprehensive look yeah. because, you know, we just um, became partners last year officially, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, technically this year, but yeah. we're, you know, cool. yeah. yeah um, really getting to know how this whole thing would work last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. so that was when I was first really introduced to your podcast so from what is this October so about 10 months or mm-hmm. so yes I've had to just kind of like hear what you've put out and there was a short time where there was a small break mm-hmm. uh, which everyone needs a break yes. okay <laughs> um, and so from there I was able to really dive in and get an idea of how the culture of your podcast is formed and Mm -hmm. it's nothing but truth Mm -hmm. but freedom yes so there's a particular episode um that we'll bring up later but before we get into that i want to know about the title macchiato's music in the scriptures okay how did you come up with this that title is unique because um what a lot of people don't know is that I was married and divorced at a very young age. So I was married at 24, was separated at 25, divorced at 26. Wow. So it kind of went in that in that order, <laughs> just yeah. like that. We both were young, both were, uh, we were just young. You know, yeah. I didn't know anything about being married, neither did she. It was my first time living on my own, first time paying bills. Oh, wow. Everything was new. And I also, when I married, I married a virgin. I was mm-hmm. a virgin. So I, Kudos. When, I, when I gave my life to the Lord at 13 and recommitted at 17 i said okay lord i'm i want to keep myself until i get married so yeah. you got to help me with this i know it's not really <laughs> popular amongst the especially young boys but yeah i really wanted to know what it felt like to do it god's way oh, that's so, so amazing so long story short i dated a young lady for a period of time got married separated and then divorced so during that time of divorce um, you know, I was praying and asking God, you know, hey, I, I need to um, reposition myself. I was praying about repositioning. Like, what do I do now? Like, you know, you kind of your expectations was centered around this individual and th- these set of things you were doing. And now that that part of your life ended, what do I do now? So I, I spent a lot of my days inside of Starbucks. Mm. Right. So in Starbucks, I, I'm a coffee drinker, but I was never a Starbucks coffee drinker. Yeah. So I was asking people, what drink do you recommend? The first thing the lady said, said, well, starting out, I'll recommend a, um, she said, a caramel macchiato, uh, I think will be, you know, up your alley. So I said, <laughs> okay, let's try that. And so uh, I got that drink and I fell in love with it. Yeah. You know, then I learned about how to customize it and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And so every day before I would go to my regular job, I would go to Starbucks, I would study the word and I would just that's all I was doing. I just yeah. needed to reposition. So I would study the word and I had my macchiato every, literally probably every day or every other day. Oh, wow. So um, I spent a lot of money. I became a gold member really <laughs> <Yeah>. fast. <laughs> so if Hopefully if you invest, you have some stock. Yeah, yeah I, I sure do. Boom. You better know it. Yeah. So um, 
I was doing that every single day in the word, drinking the macchiato, and then um, of course, music. I love music. Been a music person since I was like four or five years old. Oh yeah. Um, and so when the idea of the podcast came in 2015, I was praying about a name, and so the name that came to me literally was like three o'clock in the morning was Macchiato's music and the scriptures, and those are three of my favorite things. That is Macchiato's so awesome. Music and the word. So with scriptures. Together. I love that. And for all our listeners tuning in, we are talking about boldness and you know opening your mouth and and as Martinez mentioned earlier in the episode, using your mouth as an instrument. And so it would be quite fitting to have Martinez on this episode because he not only is a podcast host himself, but he is the creator and founder of a podcast network, um, MMS Media which I am also a part of. And so with you sharing how you, um, how the Lord actually showed you your particular podcast title, Mm -hmm. I want to get into your favorite coffee beverages. I know you said caramel macchiato is it, is one of your, it's still one of your favorites? Uh, it's one of my favorites, but it's not my the favorite anymore because oh, I've advanced. Oh, you've since advanced. Then, you know yeah, so I've you advanced. got a little little bourgeoisie. Yes, I sure have. Okay. I sure have. So what? As you drink out of your Starbucks water cup, water every day, <laughs> every day. Starbucks water every day. That is amazing. Wait, what are you also getting with that Starbucks water? Um, not, I don't know say buy a drink every day, but I definitely stop at Starbucks to get water every day. What? Every day. Is it free? free i don't pay for water right i don't believe in paying for water not water out of a store now bottle yeah. water yes but if i'm stopping to get a cup of water if you tell me 25 cents I'm gonna say you're no not gonna money. do no. it so you go through the drive-thru or are you walking in uh if i'm going inside if i'm sitting down i'll go you know and order it in but yeah. if i'm just passing through and i see a starbucks I'll stop and get me a venti water oh my gosh they already know me so same unique. location like they they know because yeah. i commute Back and forth every day. So I yeah. probably drink about maybe probably two or three a day. That is And that's so how I really unique. get my water intake. Exactly. Mm. See, oh, this is freeing me up so much because I know this is just a little segue. I know that I have things that I would like to adapt or to um what is what I'm thinking of that I want to adopt a mm-hmm. part of my routine. Mm-hmm. I need to be on a routine. Mm-hmm. I am a routine based person yes. but because i haven't allowed myself to believe that i am uh-huh. i don't always settle into a routine and just hearing that is super freeing like just go to starbucks and asking them for water yeah, it's, it's free, it's free. Yeah. yeah now i may have my days i ain't gonna say i go every single day but i'll probably say probably four about 75 percent. Yeah. yeah and if it's See, not that so location bad. i'm definitely if i need some water and i'm out I'm going to go to Starbucks. And I also oh go to Breadco too, but Starbucks is much convenient. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I prefer Starbucks yeah. anyway over yeah. Breadco. Sorry, Breadco. Yes, you sorry. are great. Sorry. You are great. St. Louis Breadco. I don't there believe in go. that Panera business. <laughs> no, no Panera. Over, <laughs> not this way. No, not over here. It's St. Louis Breadco all the way, okay? Mm-hmm. Stay true to yourself. Um, so we touched on the macchiato part briefly. What is your favorite one now? Um, cinnamon dolce latte. Whoa, pinky in the air. I know, right? Cinnamon dolce latte. latte. That is my favorite latte drink. 
Now I am a seasonal yeah. drinker, so I yes. do like the seasonal drinks. So we're in October, oh, yeah. so I like the pumpkin spice. Ah, you're a part pumpkin, of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a pumpkin spice guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you once you start getting into the Christmas season, then you know you have all those little the Christmas mints and yeah, all those type of things. So, yeah. yeah, I'm a seasonal drinker, but on a day to day because it's one of the regular drinks, a cinnamon dolce. I'm gonna have to try that. I try to steer away from the sugary things, mm-hmm. not because well, to. definitely because of health, but um. Just I don't want my my palate to yeah. always crave sugary things, and that is a weakness that I am overcoming. Yes, now I definitely cut back. Now I don't buy as much as many Starbucks drinks as I used to when I started the podcast because yeah. I have, you know, I pretty much have all my coffee at home, so I uh-huh. do my best to you know make my stuff at home before I come out. But that's awesome. Yeah. I would say right now my favorite is uh, the chai latte. I have been the chai tea latte. Yes. Okay. I have been that's been in my in my thermos like every day this week. <laughs> every day it's this good. week. It's oh good. yeah. And last week too. Every single day. And it helps that we have it at my job. Uh-huh. So and we have a Keurig at my job. Mm-hmm. And so I just use that one and they're okay with us having one of their stashes every day. So it's usually the chai latte. Listen, Starbucks need to cut us a check now. We're gonna we talk <laughs> about know. every drink. We're gonna do on seasonal drinks, not Starbucks. Come if you listen, on. now come on now. We'll Email us podcasting at mmsmedia.org. Yes, podcasting at mmsmedia.org. Click it or ticket. There you go. <laughs> so now Love music. It. I'm really, really, really big on music. Um, that was Love one it. thing that I I had I asked God, you have to give me something to replace. I'm a big fan of Drake. Mm-hmm. At the time I was loving the Sorry for the Weight mixed um EP okay. with Lil Wayne. I was a big old fan of Wiz Khalifa, so you obviously see what my lifestyle was, free uh, BC. But um, those that was really like my big thing. So I was like, God, I wanna I wanna serve you every day, mm-hmm. and I want to glorify you every day mm-hmm. in everything that I do. I I'm gonna need some good music. Yes. I can't have the stuff that sounds like no they, offense, but I no felt offense. the same way. Like, uh, am I gonna listen to Shirley Caesar? Exactly. Either? I didn't know. I didn't know. Shout yep. out to Shirley Caesar. Mother Shirley Caesar. <laughs> And you know, know, like the gospel music was great, and I. But I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't. mm, I want to praise you the way that feels most authentic to me. Mm -hmm. I really like rap. Mm -hmm. I really like hip hop. I love R and B. I like neo soul. Give me some of that. That's talking about you though. Yes. And so I was so thankful to learn of. I remember the first time I heard an Andy Andy Mineo record. Mm -hmm. It was at church. One of the fellow leaders was about to minister her first sermon, and she was like, "Go ahead and run my song." And it was my first time at um, at Sunday service at the church that I'm at now, uh-huh. and I'm sitting there already new to like the black uh, air. Look, I'm air quoting the uh-huh. black church culture, right? And I'm sitting there like, "What is this? What song that was they it? They're playing over the radio. Over the yeah, it was Neverland. The intro, the whole song." She played not only the intro, she played the first verse and the beginning of the chorus. And I'm looking. 2013. Yes. I started going to the church in 2013. I think her first sermon was early 2014. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was looking around like, where are the pastors? Like, why? And they were sitting over there just like nodding their head. I felt so uncomfortable. (laughs) I was cringing like, 
what are you doing? You can't play the secular music right. like in church. Like who who approved this? Right. Why didn't you run this past anybody? I was embarrassed for her. Mm-hmm. And I just sat up there like y'all are all singing it back. Like does the word work in y'all? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was so flabbergasted. And then I went home and listened to it and was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is Christian hip hop. Blew my mind. Andy Mineo's dope. Andy Mineo is the guy. Who do you think is your, who was your first pivotal like, oh, okay, so y'all can actually get with secular music. Like, I think I can really get with Christian music. For me, it Mm -hmm. was uh, a rapper by the name of The Truth. Yeah. Oh. And that was, that was early 2000s. So that was... Oh five, mm-hmm. oh six. I went to at that time. It was um, family Christian bookstore, and uh, what happened was they had his poster and Kurt Franklin co-signed him. Now everybody know Kurt Franklin, yeah. whether you save or unsave. Yeah. So Kurt Franklin co- co-signed him and said that he was like the best rapper out so forth. And my favorite rapper at the time was Jay Z, mm-hmm. and so the truth sounded just like Jay Z. Now wow. he has a sound of his own. Yeah, but at that time he sounded just like. Jay. So it was an album called Welcome to the Faith and um I I've been loving it. Yeah. And then from him it introduced me to the cross movement and a lot of lyrical I mean it literally was the same thing that I was listening to in the world except yes. the content changed. The beats were dope. The the rhyming capability was dope was dope. It was just the content changed. Yeah. So and the content really pumped me up and I was lear- actually learning things and it wanted me to study, you know, encouraged me to study the word more. So Yeah. Um I loved it. Yes, yes. that's how it was for me too. Yes. And the the um the what is it called? The through point? There's like a a through something thread. There's a word that I can like see it. But the through point, I'm just gonna use it. We're gonna that. use it. We're gonna use I'm gonna it. Use that. Point. The through point uh-huh. for each one of these points is that they every aspect of your podcast has a level of boldness to it. Yes. Macchiatos, that's a bold beverage. Caffeine by itself is bold. It hits you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then you have music. Music in its own right is bold because you you are going to be gravitated towards it. The mm-hmm. artist will make it, you know, increase or decrease the level of boldness. But yes. music as an entity mm-hmm. is bold. It mm-hmm. changes how you feel. It can usher you into a different space mentally, emotionally. You can communicate so much through music mm-hmm. and people also use it as a protest point as well. Yes. So then you have scripture. Yep. Scripture is polarizing. You cannot be on one side or the other. It even talks about if you are lukewarm, I spit you out. So when it comes to your podcast, it shows that you believe fully in boldness and that it can be in whatever way that God would have it to be packaged Mm -hmm. in you. Why is boldness or being bold so important to you? I believe it's it's a requirement. Um, I'm going to say it's a requirement. Well, it's a requirement from the standpoint of if you are going to take a stand for Christ, you have to be willing to take a stand. The Apostle Paul actually said, you know, pray that I may receive boldness. So boldness is something that you can even pray for. It's not necessarily something that you can, you just start out having, having or something you just have just when you become a believer. It's something that you can actually pray for. Say, Lord, I help me to become more bold, help me to speak boldly and so forth, because there are situations that you can come in step into that could be a little intimidating mm-hmm. and you may you know may not want to speak up so 
boldness is uh, I feel like it's a requirement um, not a requirement to get to heaven but I'm saying it's a requirement from a standpoint of I think uh, if you're going to do anything for God on this earth it's going to require a level of boldness yeah and we talked about earlier too when you shared about some of the topics that you have within your podcast Mm -hmm. you have to have boldness for some of the things that you have mentioned Mm -hmm. so some of the topics that you've talked about on your podcast remind me because witchcraft (laughs) yes that's That's an episode yes that's an old one i think that one was from 2016 Mm -hmm. um in witchcraft you bring out the spirit of error and the spirit of truth Mm -hmm. and then you also talk about abortion I did that with my wife. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't listen to that one specifically. Mm-hmm. And then you also, you must have had her on a couple of times. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, I didn't, I listened to one with your yeah. wife, but it wasn't yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, and then you also talk about horoscopes too. Yes. So racism in church, we talked about that. Well, I mentioned that a little earlier. So mm-hmm. these aren't really passive topics. No. You can't really mention this and say, you know, well, whatever you believe, I just want to. Typically, yeah. when people are bringing these types of things up, it's because there's a particular message mm-hmm. that needs to be communicated mm-hmm. to anyone who is listening to the intended audience um regarding some of these things how do you find the courage to not only address the issues in life and the and the sins that people are dealing with mm-hmm. but how do you find the the courage and the passion to not only share it but share it in love because i know it's information that people don't know So I I know that the information that I'm going to be communicating from the word is going to free people. Yeah. And I know it's information that people typically don't know. You know, they may have heard it, but they don't know it. And then it's also about the way you communicated it. So you communicate it. So I'm I'm trying. I don't come from it from a um, mean or judgmental perspective, but I'm going to tell you the truth as to what the word of God says and I know a lot of scriptures that I bring out people have emailed me and said wow I never knew that was even in there oh wow you know so I try to bring out scriptures let people know like no it's in here you know (laughs) regardless of what our culture is shifting to or what we're doing you know God says that these things are wrong there's really no way we can justify it and I always say this now you can do what you want to do and I always say that now you can do you know practice the witchcraft and all that that's your choice God gives you free will just understand that there are consequences behind every action that you do and God because he's so loving you know a lot of times he'll tell us what the consequence will be right you know so if you see the consequence and you you still choose to do it then that's just a choice that you make but I want to encourage people to whatever the situation is that we should all turn from uh, sin. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. And that's one thing that um, that is kind of brewing right now when it comes to um, education and mm-hmm. how to educate um, the next generation. What people are finding right now is that folks aren't trying to teach kids the real history of the country that we live in. Right. And unfortunately, the notion that um, history repeats itself isn't being utilized when they're having these conversations in some of these boardrooms. Mm-hmm. But I, what I'm hearing you say is if I am able to get the truth to you, you're able to avoid repeating some of the things that you mistakes you may have made or even, you know, generations before there's a particular um 
particular topic that I wanted to ask you about, and I've mm-hmm. mentioned it twice already, okay. racism in the church. <laughs> yes. That is one of my favorite series because it's it's tangible. Mm-hmm. It's prevalent. Mm-hmm. And it's something that everybody will experience, not necessarily experience racism, but they will hear about it. That was the most the most emotional one for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you just you learn so much information that you honestly I didn't want to know. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't want to know. I mean, if you, you know, and then, you know, having to teach these things to people who aren't saved and they try to bring up scriptures and so it took a lot of um studying the context of certain scriptures that people take out of context yeah um having to read books on the history of people who say that they were believers and what they thought about black people like it was a lot and then even current people like people to this day who are in pulpits across America, how they feel about people of color. Yeah. You know, so those things, are it's, it's, it, it, it takes a toil on your emotions because now you have to preach it and you have to preach it with boldness and you have to say, hey, the God that I serve does not think this way, but there are some people who represent, who say they represent him who do think this way. Yeah. And then you have to like, break down all these different things. So it was a lot, but it was also educational. Yes. It was liberating. Yeah. But it did start out not good. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but at the end, you know what I'm saying, you uncovering all these different things and these documentations and stuff that people who were heavy in the church wrote. Like they really yeah. literally thought that this was right. Yeah. So it, it was tough. You bring out um in in racism in the church part one specifically you bring out so much background so much history and what i appreciate was you didn't just bring out history of you know race itself which that blew my mind you know to learn that um the uh, who was it uh moses no, Noah. Noah, yes. Yeah, that Noah had three different sons that were three different colors. Mm-hmm. And I knew about, you know, humanity as a whole coming mm-hmm. from uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. But to see it literally in scripture yeah. was another type of liberating, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. It makes not only the racism that we can feel every day make so much more sense Mm -hmm. but it made me feel more empowered as a black woman like oh wow i knew i already had power and authority but now i truly understand why it's important for that freedom to be unlocked yeah people of color and we well i think one of the things that i uncovered in that uh, part one was that you know we've started you know it had to be people of color because out of color you can get many colors you can't it, it was impossible for adam and eve to be just white people because you can't get multiple colors out of white yeah but you can get white out of color if that makes sense and i kind of go deeper into it in part one if you all want to go back and listen to it racism in the church part one yeah you can get white from black but you can't get black from white you can't pull something from something that it don't exist there you go yeah um the, the another question i really wanted to hear your thoughts on are why do you think people shy away from the innate boldness that they have like when people are kids because you have a younger son Mm -hmm. and right now he's probably in the age where he is bold in some of the things that he thinks and some of the things that he says and his thoughts and his ideas um two-parted question 
Um, why do you think certain people can shy away from that? And then what, as a parent, do you hope to do to help him maintain his boldness respectfully? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're saying why do people shy away from boldness? Yep. Why do you think they do? Uh, fear. I think fear mm-hmm. is the underlining reason of it. Just fear of what people want to think, how, how people want to respond, the ridicule that I may face. And the thing about boldness is that you don't necessarily have to be saying anything controversial. You can just be stating the truth, but because you're bold in saying it. Yeah. You know, it's just like a black, it's just like if a white woman, and I hear black women say this a lot, if a white woman touched a black, touches a black woman's hair and the black woman turn around and respectfully says, can you not touch my hair? Yeah. You know, then I was told that, you know, the woman, you know, the white woman got upset. Like, how can you tell me not to? <laughs> yeah. Not, you know what I'm saying? But that's boldness. But that was boldness that was done. That was correction. But it was done in love. She didn't get an attitude. She didn't do anything. She just said, can you please not touch my hair? Yeah. So people just, it's just fear. People really don't respond in boldness out of fear. And now even before we move on to the part two of that, um, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. He is a prime example of bold without being disrespectful. Yes. And for those of you who don't know already, mm-hmm. um, Colin, Colin Kaepernick decided to protest by kneeling during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. But the kicker is people were livid. They were outraged by him kneeling when he actually received the suggestion Mm -hmm. from a veteran to kneel versus sit so it's like you have someone who is being bold not only are they being bold they're being bold and respectful and it still caused an entire outrage of people because they just they did not want to accept the truth that he was trying to convey by by his protest excellent example Thank you, Lord, for that example. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, shout out, Holy Spirit. Right. (laughs) And then part two of that, um, what, as a parent, do you, um, are you doing to help your son maintain his boldness and your daughter? Mm Because she's still young, too, even though she's been a graduate. There you go. (laughs) Just, um, you know, teaching them about, you know, as a four-year-old, teaching them about how to use your words, you know, because you're growing older, you're pre-K, so use your words. You can't just say, uh, uh, and point. Anymore, <laughs> right? You know, if you want a cookie or something to drink, you have to learn how to communicate that. Yeah, you know, but also being, res- you know, be respectful. So you can't say, um, "Give me some juice." Yeah, so he says that a lot. <laughs> so when we just say, "You want me to do what?" And then he knows, so may I have some juice, please? <laughs> so being bold enough to speak up, but knowing how, you know, the proper way. So you know, it's yeah. all about trial and error as a four-year-old. But yeah. you know, redirecting and educating. With the older one, she's a little more quiet mm. um when it comes to certain things now yeah. of course you bold about you know what i'm saying when it comes to more as she's becoming a young adult or about to graduate high school you know learning how to communicate as far as like having her first job you know if you feel like learn how to speak up and say hey i want more hours you know so yeah. she, there are certain things like that that she needs to, to work on so just teaching her about hey and, and once you get out into the world no one's gonna you got to be willing you got to go for it so yeah just different things like that yeah yeah so as i know for me it was um 
it, I, I've never had issues with that specific issue at mm-hmm. work. Like, hey, I want more time. Mm-hmm. I'm usually like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't want to come to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like less hours. Right. But for me, it became, like you said, that fear in, in really learning and understanding what it's like to be bold and not allowing fear to come into play. I realized that I was only bold if I felt assured that I knew the outcome. Mm-hmm. So opening my mouth and like actually speaking became more of an issue when I didn't realize how it was going to be received. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an opportunity where you needed to be bold, but you weren't quite sure what the outcome would be, but you mm-hmm. knew you needed to overcome anyway? Yes. Um, several times. <laughs> <laughs> um I remember being young And this is kind of A running joke In in men's barbershops But I was younger You know A running joke In a men's barbershop Is You know If you're in the barbershop And you're next And someone comes in Typically when you come in You don't know who's next Unless you ask So If you're next And then someone gets up In front of you And gets into the chair You gotta be willing to say Hey wait no I'm I'm next But that was Mm -hmm. back in the day You don't really do that no more So of course being 18, 19 I was a little timid to say You know this would be a grown man Excuse me sir I'm I'm next (laughs) It's my turn (laughs) So the barber would have to say it for me Say no 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 he he next Yeah You know so just different things like that That happened a lot But that's just a little funny way of just You know I knew I needed to be bold But I was just so fearful of Another example of fear It keeps you from being bold Yeah But even to this day You'll see memes was like You know hey your MCM is afraid to tell <laughs> tell your barber, tell the man in the barbershop that he's next. So you'll see so many jokes <laughs> like that because that, that is a thing. You got to be super funny because people think it's going to cause confrontation, and it doesn't. It just requires some men just don't know if you yeah. just say, "Hey, sir, excuse me, sir, I'm, I'm next." Oh, they're going to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know." But right, got to be honest, but you can't not say nothing. Exactly, it's just funny. I what I appreciate about that is it goes along with you know the title of the episode, "Open Your Mouth." Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things with boldness is you have to open your mouth, and scripture. Yeah. Even says um, Jesus is is very clear about saying whatever you ask for in my name you'll have, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, if it gets caught up in the the net of fear, if mm-hmm. it gets caught up in the uh, distraction of disappointment, mm-hmm. if it gets caught up in um, thinking less of yourself, then unfortunately, people don't get over that hump to get to the side of boldness. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is important? important for people to know to be comfortable of using the instrument of their mouth to be present in their life and to speak up and and get what they want or say what they need what they know needs to be said say that question one more time yeah what is something that you can tell people that they may need to hear to be bold and to to understand that what needs to come out of their mouth Mm -hmm. should come out of their mouth Mm -hmm. or just things to hold on to so they don't let the distraction of discouragement Mm -hmm. or the net of fear to get in their way well of course I will always point people to the scripture where it says that death and life is in the power of the tongue which is a common scripture that everyone knows but I don't know if people understand like there's that's truth we have to take the bible because it is truth so if you yeah. saying death and life is in the power of the tongue so that means you can speak life over your life or death over your life and that's yeah. much more than just as we say calling things that be not as though they were so that's not what i'm saying but you have to be willing to understand that the lord gave us authority to use our words meaning 
he gave us the right to attorney to use his name. So we'll start there. Yeah. So the right to attorney. So if people don't know the right to attorney, I, believe, I think I'm saying that right. Basically, when someone goes to the judge and they're giving you the right to use their name. So you're not them, but you're able to sign their name as if you are mm. them and you receive the benefits as if you are the individual. Yeah. So Jesus gave us the right to right of attorney or right to attorney to use his name. Yeah. Power and of attorney. Power of attorney. That's what I'm trying to say. The yes. power of attorney to use his name. And so I think once we get an understanding of that, then we will begin to speak up more and knowing that the Lord is going to back what you say as long as what you say is in line with what he says. Yes. So once we understand that, I think the boldness will come more than people just saying, I'm just going to manifest this thing. That's yeah. not how that works. I know our <laughs> culture is like shifting to this thing. We think and we doing it when we ain't doing anything. Yeah. Anything that we have is only given to us by the grace of God and mercy yes. of God. That's it. It's not because you manifested anything. It's because God allowed you to have it. But people don't understand that. They think that because they did this and they lit some candles and didn't right. has had anything to do with it. It's because of his mercy, he allowed you to have it. But once we understand our um, the power of attorney that we've been given to use his name and we can speak boldly about situations, circumstances, different things like that in prayer and also just out and about, then I think another level of boldness will come on us that we know, okay, the Lord is backing what I say. So let me go ahead and say what needs to be done. Yes. And to your point, you said if it is in his will, if it's in God's will and it's aligned with what he said will be in your life, then you you have you have freedom to to speak things like you said that weren't as though they were but it has to be in line with the truth and the the power of the scripture right. so i will send you to macchiato's <laughs> music and the scriptures yes. to learn more about what that power looks like to understand more of of these kingdom tools that you have and the truth about life on earth as we know it and how people can can um, begin to shape their life by the power of the word of god so i thank you all for tuning in into this episode it was such a pleasure to have you on as a guest you. yourself and not thank like you a for panel. having me see i'm not just i'm i'm behind the mic see yes normally i'm kind of producing and watching you do your thing but you allowed me to come on to be a guest and so i counted it as a privilege and an opportunity so i thank you for inviting me on and letting me you know communicate my vision and how my feelings to the world and yes all that good stuff. yes 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 so i appreciate that real recognize real but, so we gotta yeah. get you on <laughs> i appreciate it so i thank you all for tuning in of course if you have not subscribed yet on apple Podcasts, make sure you click the subscribe button also five stars are greatly appreciated yes. if you want to hear a certain topic please email podcasting at mmsmedia.org yes yes and also leave a review and let me know what you want to hear also if you are listening on spotify hit that follow button and i thank you for um listening on any other platform that you listen to it is greatly appreciated this has been the rendezvous podcast where faith meets destiny see you next time